Wow, Highlight Church, good morning. Happy to see you guys. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Chow. I'm the Connections Pastor here, and today I get the privilege of bringing you the Word of God. And so if you're, if you're joining us for the first time, we also want to welcome our online family as well. And although we can't be with you in person, we just thank God for the technology that enables us to be together. And if you're here in person for the first time, I want to invite you to come back next week. You guys got to come here to hear from our, our lead pastor, Pastor Joshua, uh, to hear the message from him. And I also want to take the time to just uh, uh, say thank you, Pastor, for pouring your heart out here every Sunday. And it's not easy to lead a church and raise a family and to shepherd just a growing church right now. So church, can we give it up for our pastor? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, church, show of hands here real quick. Who is ready for Christmas? Who's ready for Christmas? Any one of you guys started Christmas decoration yet? Oh, man, you guys are super early. <laughs> you know, the other day I was going to the grocery store, and as I was pulling up to the shopping plaza, I just saw that on the outside they had the decorations out there, the lights and, and the Christmas wreaths. And as I got out to the car and went inside to the, the store, I got hit with jingle bells. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. I felt like we immediately transitioned from Halloween straight to Christmas. I'm like, wait, isn't there a holiday before Christmas? Isn't there Thanksgiving before this time? And uh, I think for us, when we continue to have this mindset of go, 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 and, and do, 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 we often forget to pause and, and stop and, and to thank and to give thanksgiving, and specifically give thanksgiving unto God. And for me, I really just want to present to you this idea of us going and going and not stopping. is isn't something new, but it's been a challenge to us for, for some time. And oftentimes when we hit seasons of difficulty, our Thanksgiving is often the first to go. And so as we head into this Thanksgiving uh, day, this holiday next week, I want to deliver a message to you entitled, Pause for the Cause. Pause for the Cause. Go ahead and elbow your neighbor tell him, pause for the cause. Pause for the cause. Elbow your second choice neighbor and say, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. It's kind of hard for those who are social distancing. There's nobody there right now, right? Amen. So as we head into our, our verse today, will you guys join with me to our main passage, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. To give you guys some context as you're, as you're turning your page there, Jesus at this time was doing his ministry work. He's been going from town to town, and he's been preaching about the good news, telling people to repent of their sins, and all along the way, he's been healing people with his blessings. And here we pick it up in the 17th chapter of Luke, where he encounters 10 lepers. And so let's go to verse 11 here. It says this, as Jesus continued on Jerusalem, he reached the border of Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. I want to pause here real quick. I don't think it was by accident or coincidence that when Jesus was doing his ministry, there was contagious diseases at that time, but it did not stop God from advancing the gospel. Didn't stop them. And you guys notice too, they stood at a distance, so you know that they were social distancing at, at that time. <laughs> All right, so verse 14, he looked at them and said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, 
came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. He was an unbeliever. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to this man, stand up and go. Everybody say, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. If you're taking notes, write this down. God expects everyone to give thanks. God expects everyone to give thanks. And so if God expects everyone to give thanks, I want to elaborate a little bit more today on what it is to give thanks, what are some benefits of giving thanks, and what is the fullness of our thanksgiving. And so let's go ahead and define giving thanks. It comes from the Greek word eucharistia, and it means to express gratitude or to show appreciation. To express gratitude or to show appreciation. A secondary definition is to bring glory. To bring glory. Remember, Jesus says, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And so what are the benefits of of Thanksgiving? What are the benefits of just praising? According to a study from Psychology Today, um, I love this is because, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very, like, uh, fascinated about how the human body works and just science in general. They did a study, and it says that people who practice thanksgiving or, more, or gratitude are more likely to have a higher self-esteem, enhance empathy, a higher immunity, they get better sleep, and have a higher level of mental strength. Lord knows we need that in this season. Amen. And so I think why God tells us to give thanks is because he knows that it's for our benefit. He doesn't need our thanks, but he knows that it's meant to enrich our lives. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, be thankful in all circumstances, all circumstances, not in just some circumstance, not when things are going well, but in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So what that means is in every season, there is always something to be thankful for. In every season, there is always something to be thankful for. And I want to even take this a step further as well. And I'd even say that it's even more important in dark times to give thanks. It's even more important when you feel distant from God to give thanks. It's even more important when your finances are getting tight, to give thanks. And I really do feel that when the majority of people chooses everything else, choose gratitude. Choose gratitude. We can learn from that one leper who had to go out of his way to praise God. Sometimes you have to go out of your way to practice gratitude. It's not just an action, but it's a discipline. So every season, there's always something to be thankful for. And so church, what I want to do today is I want to present to you guys three things or three areas that we can always give thanks for. Three things that we can always give thanks for. So the first one is this. We can always give thanks for God's character. We can always give thanks for God's character. Colossians 2.9 says this. 
For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Once again, for in Christ lives the fullness of God in a human body. God in a bod. So what that means is when you read the story of Jesus, every action he took is a direct representation of God's character. Once again, when you read the story of Jesus, every action he took is a direct representation of God's character. And so when he was encountering this, these group of lepers, when they cried out, Master, have mercy on us, Jesus didn't have to choose to heal them, but he wanted to. He chose to. That let us know the character of our God. Psalm 107.1 says this, Give thanks to the Lord. Everyone say, give thanks. Give thanks. give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. That's, that's who our God is. That's his character. God is good? All the time. And all the time? God is good. Come on, put your hands together for that. You know the people who are, who are spiritual responded to that, right? All the rest of you guys didn't say anything? Repent. God is good. We can give thanks for God's character. I want to take this a step further. And not only is God good, but he is with you all the time. He is with you all the time. Joshua 1.9 says this. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. So what that means is you have to get into your heart. No matter what you do or where you go, the Lord is with you. When you wake up in the morning, God, you're with me. When you brush your teeth, God, you're with me. When you don't feel like going to work, God, you're with me. When you get that bad diagnosis, God, you're with me. When your kids stray away from the truth, God, you're with me. I will remember what you told us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. And that you'll always be with us until the very end of the age. Hallelujah. And so if you're in this room right now, I want to encourage you that whatever season that you're in, whatever giant that you're facing, God is good and he is with you. He's with you. He's with you. Not only is, is God with you, I want to put in a point here as well, too. You have your brothers and sisters in Christ in this room right now that are with you as well. And I want to I point out, if you look at the story of these lepers, they hung, out, they hung out together, right? There was 10 of them. That lets us know that these guys were intentional about community. And so you want to begin to grow in your faith. And a way that you grow in your faith is when you position yourself around people who care for you, who want the best for you, and are willing to speak into your lives. Amen. And so if you're sitting here in this room and you don't have that in your life, I encourage you, stop by the lobby outside post-service and come to the Connect Here area. Our team would love to connect you to a, an amazing uh, group where you can grow in your faith and make great connections. And uh, online, to our online family as well, too, you can join us via Zoom. Go to highlight.church slash lightgroups and uh, find a group that, that works best for you. And I'll never get tired of talking about how, how community and small groups is so powerful. And that really is the agenda of the enemy right now, right? He wants to isolate us. He wants us to get alone by ourselves because the word of God lets us know 
Hebrews 10, 25. Do not neglect in gathering together, but encourage one another now that the day of his return is drawing near. Praise God for his word. Come on, church. We can always thank God for his character. So the second way that we can give thanks in is we can give thanks for God's instruction. We can give thanks for God's instructions. Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priests. And in doing so, they found the healing. They found the blessing. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. In other words, when you bypass instructions, you will encounter unnecessary struggles. When you bypass instructions, you'll encounter unnecessary struggles. You know, one thing that I, I'm really grateful for and um, what I, I'm just so thankful for is my wife. And she's actually sitting in this room. So give it up for Krizia, everybody. She's your uh, HL Kids director. And she's mom to that Asian baby in the back over there. <laughs> so one thing I love about my, my wife is she really balances me out. You know, for me, I know myself where um, sometimes when I go through situations, I like to just slow things down. Just let's analyze things. Let's... Let's think about it. Let's process it. And her, on the other hand, she's a little bit more quicker, right? She's a little bit more get things done and go, go, go. And sometimes when you go, 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 it's not good because you might be missing out on something. And vice versa, if you're slow all the time and you're processing thing, sometimes you've got to make some decisions and sometimes you've got to move forward in that time. And so uh, this was back when we were living in Ohio and uh, we weren't married yet at the time and she, she had an apartment and she was like, uh, decorating her apartment, moving things in together. And she ordered a, uh, a TV stand, a wall mount. And uh, I was at work that time as she's moving in, and I got a phone call during the day. And she's like, hey, babe, I'm really having some trouble with this TV stand. Will you, will you come on over and, and help me out with it? And in my mind, I'm already picturing her at work, right? She's opening up the box, taking out the styrofoam, trash, this plastic sheet, trash, cardboard, trash. Oh, hey, this looks like instructions trash. <laughs> Started to do it, everything herself. And as I come on over and I'm looking at it, what happened was that back piece of the, the wall mount was reversed on what it's supposed to be. So what that means is I literally had to unscrew everything in order to get that wall mount out, move everything aside and start over again. And so a 25 minute project turned into something of almost over an hour. <laughs> and so it's, it's the same with God's word, right? When we neglect the word of God, things are going to get prolonged. We're going to encounter unnecessary struggles that we could have bypassed to begin with. When we bypass instructions, we will encounter unnecessary struggles. And so the opposite has to be true, right? When we follow instructions, we will encounter the blessing, much like this leopard. We can celebrate that. We can encounter the blessings. Psalm 119, 1 and 2 says this, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. In other words, your joy is linked 
to instructions. Your joy is linked to instructions. And if I can boast for a moment, if I can boast in God, you know, when I, when I first followed Christ and get to know his word, I was super fascinated by, by the Bible because it's, it's so much more than a story. It's so much more than um, who, who God is, but it's a book of instructions. Yeah. And Proverbs, if you haven't read it yet or dived into it, it's full of instructions. And one of my favorite Proverbs that I picked up was in uh, Proverbs 25, verse 2. And it says that it's the privilege of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of kings to uncover them. And so what that means is God has tucked away so much jewels and and, and treasures in here. And it's our privilege to seek it out, to see it, and to unravel it. And so as I was going on, another verse that popped out to me from Proverbs is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 4. It says this, never let loyalty and kindness depart from you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your hearts. And in doing so, you'll earn both favor with man and God. And on top of that, you're going to get a good reputation. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, God, now that I know about it, um, I want to grow in this area. What, so, so what is loyalty? Loyalty is when you want the best for people or when you have a genuine interest in others. Right? So God really processed me there. I'm like, all right, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this out, see if this actually works. And like, let me flow through this in my life. And so when we first moved here, uh, we, we joined a gym. And I'm not going to mention the gym name or anything, but there was a guy that was working behind the counter. And, you know, I was, I was walking in, he had his head down and just looked very downtrodden. And I'm like, all right, this is a chance to be, to be nice to people. So I'm like, hey, man, how are you? How's your day? Are you having a good day? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having an okay day. Well, awesome, man. Well, what's your name? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, my name is Chow. And we started, we started talking and talking. And you could slowly see that his countenance began to rise and rise and rise. And uh, I found out that, you know, he's in uh, church ministry as well. And he's, he's advancing the gospel. And, you know, a few months later, I'm, I'm checking my bank account. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, I don't see any money taken out. So I came back up to him. I'm like, I'm like hey, man, like, I sign up that one day. Like, how come you get, have, is everything okay? He's like, I got you, man. Don't you worry about that. Not only that as well, too, he's like, anyone you want to bring in this gym, bring them with you. I'll let you in here uh, at this time. And not only that as well, too, just the other day, my, my wife and I, we were going out to eat at uh, uh, a Vietnamese restaurant. I almost dropped the name over there. I, wanna, I don't want to see you guys there. <laughs> and, and, and I got, I, we always order pho, and the waiter came up, and he's like, Hey, it is so good to see you. Like, it's been a while. I haven't seen you at all. Like, just welcome back. Like, I've been gone for a year, and it's, it's so awesome to see you again. And in my mind, I'm like, I've never met you before, man. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I remember. You guys are so nice, and you guys are, are loyal. You guys come back here, and, and thank you guys for coming in today. And, and so we ate our meal, and as I was checking out, I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, I love your restaurant, but the only thing you guys are missing is delivery. Like, you guys don't deliver. There's like no Uber Eats, no DoorDash on there. I'm like, I got to come over here. He's like, I'll tell you what, since you're so loyal, I'm going to give you my personal cell phone number. Anytime you want a delivery, hit this number up. I will personally deliver it to you. <laughs> and real quick, one, even yesterday, I was at the barber shop, and I was getting my hair cut, and I followed up with a lady on her story. I'm like, hey, tell me about your kids. How did it then go from, from last time? And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you for remembering. I genuinely had an interest in her. And before I left, she pulled me aside, and she's like, hey, if we shut down here at this haircut place, hit me up. I will personally cut your hair for you. 
God is good. So I, I encourage you today, you don't have to be religious to be nice and kind to people. You don't have to know the Bible to be loyal and kind to people. Right? Test it out and let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. Amen. So um, what I want to do now is I want to move on to our, our third one here. The third area that we can always give thanks in is we can give thanks for what God has done in your life. We can always give thanks for what God has done in our lives. One of the lepers, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God, praise God. How often do we stop and really pause for the cause and thank God for what he has done? And I don't know if you guys can, can relate to me, but sometimes my thoughts naturally fixate on what's wrong. My thoughts naturally fixate on what's broken around me, my brokenness. And although I love to see the glass half full, sometimes I just see it as half empty. And I've come to realize that if I remain in that state for an extended amount of time, I know that I'm in a spiritual battle. And so when you, when you approach your life and your season and you just feel so negative all the time, know that the breakthrough happens is when you start praising God for what he has done. I feel breakthrough is happening in this room right now. I feel breakthrough is happening for whoever is joining in here. When you praise God for what he has done, your chains will fall off. When you praise God for what he has done, there's freedom, freedom, freedom. Praise him. Oftentimes, we are not where we want to be, but thank God we're not where we used to be. Praise God, all right? Hallelujah. We're not where we want to be, but praise God, we're not where we're used to be. There might be some of you in here today that might be thinking, well, child, God really hasn't done anything for me lately. I haven't seen him. I haven't felt him. I felt so distant. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to look to the cross. The blood that was poured out for our sins. Colossians chapter 1, 13 to 14 says this, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us unto the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave us our sins. This freedom came at a very high price. The Bible lets us know to sin means to miss the mark. And when you miss the mark, the wages of sin is death. The Bible also goes on to say that while we were yet still sinners, God demonstrated his love for us by dying for us, by dying for our sins. And we know that the word of God encourages us and lets us know that when we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. There is salvation believing in that price that God has paid for us. And much like this leopard, we are all broken and unclean before the Lord. So if God doesn't do another single thing in our lives, we can always praise him for what he has done on the cross. We can always praise him for what he has done on the cross. So we can always praise him for his character, his instructions, and what he has done in our lives. And I really want to emphasize this point is because 
we really need to guard these areas. We have to be specifically guarding these areas of grace. Why? This is the motive operandi of the devil is to attack you in these areas. Satan is going to tempt you and to test you in these areas. Look at this. In the garden, when Satan came up to Eve and tempted her, one of the things that he said was, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? That was Satan attacking God's instructions. Satan goes on to say to Eve, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. That's Satan attacking God's character. He's putting doubt into the heart of God. It goes on to say that, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. That's Satan attacking what he has already done in their lives. Remember, they were in the garden. They were in paradise. They had direct communion with God. And so Satan will always attack those three areas. Even go on to this. If you know the temptation story of Jesus when he was in the wilderness, the first thing that he said was, hey, if you're really the son of God, turn this bread in, turn this stone into bread. And what was Jesus' re- reply? Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What that means is we don't just live by physical food, but we live by the instructions that he gives us. That was Satan attacking the instructions. Another thing was, hey, if, if you're the son of God, throw yourself off this high place. It says in his word that he'll send his angels and they'll lift you up with their hands. At least your, your foot strikes a stone. And you remember what Jesus says. It is also written. It is also written. <laughs> it is also written that you will not test the Lord your God. You will not put him to the test. That's Satan attacking the character of God, right? That's Satan attacking who God is. We're, he's attacking his, his character. And then lastly over here, he said as well too, hey, you see all these kingdoms over here? Let me take you up to this high place. I will give you all these kingdoms if you only bow down and worship me. <laughs> and Jesus responded, hey, only God is who I will bow down to and worship him. This was Satan tempting uh, God for what he has already done. Remember, the word of the Lord says to us in the book of Psalms that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, right? So all those kingdoms already uh, all belong to our Lord, and Satan was testing Jesus in that area, and he's going to test it in your life. And so in this season, when Satan tries to attack you, praise God for his character. Praise him for his instructions, and praise him for what he has done in your lives. Amen. Come on. And so, church, on the other side of the coin, right, what I would hate for us is to be a a church just full of people who are filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. But I believe that on the flip side of the coin, we have to be the reason someone give thanks to God. We have to be the reason that someone give thanks to God. Come on. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. In other words, we got a job to do. Church, we have a job to do. And I'm willing to bet that if you feel distant from God, that you feel far away from God, chances are 
you're not operating in your original function to do the good deeds that he planned for us long ago. Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a table, but puts it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, your good works to shine out to see. And what's the result? So that everyone will praise and give glory to your heavenly Father. Our good deeds are meant to have people glorify God. People are waiting on you so that they can glorify God. People are waiting on you so that they can glorify God. And church, if I can just impart another thing and a last thing here for you, and this is what the Lord said to the leper as he came down and knelt at his feet. The last thing that he said to him was, stand up and go. Stand up and go. And as we humble ourselves to the Lord through our thanksgiving, as we pause for the cause, much like this leper, I believe God is calling you to stand up and go. Perhaps you're, you're in here today and you feel like, man, I, I feel like this is such a hard time. It's a tough season. I feel far away from God and I've messed up over and over and over again. And I believe that the heart of our Father, what he's telling you this morning, is to stand up and go. Stand up and go. What are some things God is calling you to stand up for? What is he calling you to stand up for? God needs you, my seasoned believers, to be a pillar of endurance to us young in the faith. God needs you, students, to be excellent in your studies as you are the future. God needs you, parents, to stand hold for the value of thanksgiving in your homes. For we know that change doesn't happen in the White House. It happens in your house. And if I can speak to you guys from the heart as we close out here, the heart of our Father and the heart that he has for you is as we go, go, go and jump from one thing to another thing to another thing, let us pause for the cause and thank God for his character, his instructions, and what he has done in our lives. There are people that are counting on you. In this marathon of faith, the baton of faith has been passed to us. And the question is now, what will we do with this? Will we stand aside and let the darkness flow? Or will we stand our ground to be that light that God has called us to be? God loves us so much. And that's what he's speaking to you today. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. He cares about you. He wants the best for you. And know that nothing that you do that stems from love for his people will ever be in vain. Work hard and know that when he returns, not if he returns, when he returns, he's bringing his reward with him.
And so church, as we leave here today, let's be filled with this joy of thanksgiving. Let us work diligently and not grow faint. For we know this time and this life is passing away. But what is to come will be full of joy, be full of amazement because God is going to be there with us. And so will you close your eyes and let me just pray this prayer over you. God, we thank you for this morning, Father, and we thank you for this time. God, we appreciate, Lord, just the word that you've spoken to us through, through your word, God. And I just pray for your people right now, Lord, that whatever area, God, that they're feeling they're attacked in right now, that they're feeling stagnant in, I pray, Lord, that they will always be reminded, Lord, that there's always something to praise for. And I pray, Lord, that as they praise you, as they worship you, as they give you thanks, as they operate in gratitude, that you, Lord, will usher freedom in their lives. And so, God, allow us to leave here today, Lord, filled with power, filled with joy. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Put your hands together, Lord. Put your hands together for the word of the Lord. And what I want to do right now is, earlier we, were, we talked about how Jesus came and died for us, and as we believe in him, that is the path to eternal life. And perhaps you're sitting here today, and you've been straying far from God, you feel like God's tugging you back home, or God hasn't been first in your life, and that he is calling you to make him Lord of your life, pray this prayer with me. Church, bow your heads, and let's pray this prayer together to support the the brothers and sisters in here that may be praying it for the first time. God, we thank you for today. We're broken before you. We believe, Lord, that you came to the earth to die on the cross shed your blood for the forgiveness of your sins. I make you Lord and master of my life. Come into my heart. Give me your Holy Spirit. Make me new. Use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, I love you. We'll see you guys very soon.